Hey everyone, welcome back to Exponentially Empowered. I decided to scratch the intro music and the voiceover today. Want to test that out, keep things more real and raw. So I want to talk about the true self and the false self. We often hear this term true self or authentic self or be yourself or be real. And I think we know what that means in our guts. But it's not often clarified and defined. And then the term false self is less frequently heard, but that also could use clarity. And I think this has immense value, though, to flesh this out. But I also want to say that there's not a clear dichotomy. I think it is more of a spectrum where you're not necessarily being fully false in one moment. But really, it's a part of you that comes up to guard you, or a part of you puts a mask on, a mask on to not show your vulnerabilities for various reasons. And that's kind of the false self, but it's not so simple, because you could be speaking from your heart one moment, and then the next moment, a part comes out that's not fully authentic. But let me read this blog post that I wrote last November. It's called True Self vs. False Self. And then I'll flesh it out. The true self loves unconditionally. The false self sets conditions. The true self is real. The false self wears masks. The true self sees the inner child. The false self guards against the inner child. The true self is honest and logical. The false self pretends and lives contradictions. The true self seeks self-actualized joy. The false self seeks lizard brain comfort. The true self is an assertive, alive person. The false self is a nice, dead person. The true self questions. The false self conforms. The true self is open and compassionate. The false self is closed and stern. The true self is courageous. The false self is evasive. The true self sees the false self, accepts her compassionately, and thanks her for protecting her during fearful times of the past. The true self invites the false self to merge with her in integration, to trust her in getting needs met. The false self is the caterpillar. The true self is the butterfly. I love that metaphor of the caterpillar and the butterfly. It's been an image that I've personally adopted in the past five years, really, where if I see a butterfly, I feel inspired to continue on my journey of self-actualization and push through the adversity and the discomfort that it takes to shed the cocoon, right? Because I think that cocoon, it's a sense of safety. That's that guard. It's that guard that we learn to, to build as children. And the process of integration and the process of maturing and self-actualizing is becoming the butterfly, freeing yourself from the protection freeing yourself 
from safety. It's much more safe to just be in a cocoon your whole life, isn't it? Butterflies flying all around. There's all sorts of obstacles. They got these very delicate wings. It's funny because last month, suddenly these butterflies were appearing around my apartment where uh, actually many cocoons were forming on the doorway outside my apartment. And I was seeing every day these these butterflies hatching and even just having freshly hatched and still you could see them perched on their cocoon from the outside. They had come out, but they were still perched on top of the cocoon and their wings were contracted. They hadn't yet leaped off and made their first flight. It was really beautiful. And there's some sort of omen there, I think. (laughs) But the idea here, again, is are you being your fullest, most authentic self, or are you getting bogged down in safety, in comfort? And those are legitimate needs, but oftentimes we can sacrifice our other needs for authenticity and compassion and openness and assertiveness and self-esteem. So going back to this post I wrote, you know, I say the true self sees the inner child. The false self guards against the inner child. So again, I want to underscore in these podcasts when I talk about inner child, it's a tangible concept not a metaphor. It's really seeing that little kid you once were and introspecting and becoming curious about what he or she is feeling. And the more you do that, the more you become to merge with the inner child. So the true self sees the inner child. You can even, a better way to say it might be the true self is the inner child. Right, Because the inner child is not conditioned by the culture, by the society. The inner child is uninhibited. The inner child is curious. The inner child is trying to make sense. They're, they're logical. They're trying to figure out what, how things work. They don't, think, they don't care about what other people think. They don't conform. They're creative. Right? This is the beauty of the child. That's why when I see a, a three-year-old you know, walking around... Uh, I, when, I'm, when I'm out and about and I happen to see a, a, a child and I take such inspiration from that because it lights up my inner child and the innocence, the, 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 the curiosity, the aliveness. That's how we were born. And there's no reason that we, as a species, couldn't all maintain that inner life. But what happens is through the culture's conditioning of schooling and parenting and messages of do this or else. As a survival mechanism, we learn to put these guards up. So this is the false self. The false self guards against the inner child. And this is actually this part that is serving us and saying we can't say the truth or we can't express our emotions or we can't express our opinion 
because we learn that that isn't safe, right? Because the child is completely dependent upon adults for survival. This is built in biologically. So and the child might isn't necessarily able to understand that when an adult reacts to them a certain way, it's they don't understand that that adult is reacting to them because of their own trauma or something. <laughs> the child might express an emotion and then the adult becomes triggered and then evokes punishment or anger or conditional love. And that's scary for the, for the inner child, for that child. So the guard comes up to say, hey, in the future, let's adapt, right? Let's adapt. I don't want to experience that fear anymore. So we're going to not really express our feelings, really express our opinions. Because when I do that, this adult over here reacts this way. And that's scary. So the false self or the protector part or the guard or the mask or the wall, the armor, there's different ways to identify it, is serving a purpose. It's guarding. So I, I say the true self is honest and logical. The false self pretends and lives contradictions. This is sort of speaking to this idea of evasion. And I say this later in the blog post, the false self is evasive. What does that mean? It's choosing to not think. It's choosing to not think. You always have the choice in any given moment to think or not to think. Evasion is turning away. It's turning a blind eye. It's denial. It's disowning. And again, that is out of a need to stay comfortable. Because if you were to call out the honest truth of the matter, for instance, in school, that, hey, if I don't go to school, you're going to punish me. Or if my parents don't pay the property taxes, you're going to punish them. You're going to force them into jail at the threat of violence. And if they resist going to jail, they'll be shot. I mean, this is, this is literally the truth. Here's my, here's my true self really trying to come out here. Because the, the honest truth is we're in this society of domination where there's all these threats of punishment. And it really comes down to ultimate violence and death. And just, just to spell that out real quick, again, if you resist... These, these authorities in, with taxation, then what's going to happen? You get a letter first in the mail saying you need to pay this fine. And you ignore it. Then you'll get another, another fine, another letter, and you ignore it. If you choose, oh, I don't want to pay this tax, then what's going to happen? Eventually, someone with a gun is going to come knock on your door, and if... And if you refuse to pay the tax then, then they'll try to arrest you. If they say, I'm not going to get arrested, I refused, I will defend myself. What's going to happen? Well, that human who's the quote-unquote authority is going to eventually shoot you if you resist arrest. 
Um, this is pretty scary stuff to really unsee the truth of the matter in, in the world. But this is the true self who's honest and logical, who sees how things work. How things work. These threats of violence are really what's happening. But early on, early, early on, we don't necessarily know that specific sequence in terms of taxation, but the true self understands honesty and logic. But what happens is the false self learns to evade, and something like taxation, we, we, we learn early on to not question that. We're just taught in school, this is how taxation works, taxation is good, and there's no, there's no opportunity to be questioning that. Because if we question our teachers, we'll get in trouble. So we, we just shut our mouths, don't we? The true self seeks self-actualized joy. The false self seeks lizard brain comfort. So lizard brain is a term I learned from Seth Godin about basically the back of the brain, the oldest part of the brain, is just trying to get basic needs met for food, water, shelter, clothing, sex, and connection. So if you try to use the front part of the brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, which means the thinking part, the newest part of the brain to really be self-esteeming requires activating the mind. That can be uncomfortable. That can be uncomfortable because you're standing out from the tribe. You're questioning perhaps different cultural mores. So you are at risk of getting ostracized from the tribe. So the false self doesn't want that. It just wants lizard brain comfort. But the true self wants self-esteem. The true self wants honesty. The true self wants self-assertiveness, purpose, integrity. That's self-actualization. And that's the, the, the highest level of joy is when you, you engage your capacity for reason, follow through on it, live with integrity, be honest, integrate with the child self. That's the, that's the best possible sense of pleasure you can have. So we sacrifice that when we just go for comfort. That's the false self. Similarly, the true self is an assertive, alive person. The false self is a nice, dead person. This comes from Marshall Rosenberg in non Communication. When he talks about there's the world is full of nice, dead people. So we learn early on to be polite. I mean, we just get these, these commands, right, from our parents. Be nice. Be polite. Be friendly. And these are just empty commands. They're not even backed with, with actual appeal to, to reason and self-interest for the child. It's really just these commandments. And so it doesn't really matter what you actually think. You just need and what you actually feel in a given social situation. It's more about just be nice to get along. And so what happens when we just put the nice mask on? Even if we actually feel frustrated at somebody, we just cover it up with, with nice politeness. Or we're sacrificing the need for honesty and sacrificing the need for assertiveness. I mean, it's hard. I mean, you know, I'm talking about this. It's not like I'm doing this all 100% of my life. It's hard. Because we want to be, we want to connect with people. We want to belong. And so there's this kind of vulnerability and the risk if, if 
you really say the truth. That could be uncomfortable for everybody. But again, you're sacrificing the need for assertiveness when you're not really expressing what you feel, what you think. You know, life's short. It's like, yeah, there's some situations maybe it's better to, to withdraw. There's no obligation to be honest and assertive all the time. You know, there's different contexts and and all that. But, you know, life's short. So are you going to spend all the decades, all your decades on the planet kind of never really expressing your truest self? This goes, this goes back to a few episodes I talk about the regrets of the dying. One of the top five regrets of the dying, as Bronnie Ware identified, is I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Or another regret is I wish I had the courage to live the life true to myself, not just the life that others expected of me. You know, we only have one shot at this life. There's no dress rehearsal, and it goes by. And practicing self-assertiveness and becoming more honest, I think, is worthwhile. It's something that I continue to pursue, pursuing right now by recording this podcast. Because I want to become the butterfly. I want to continue to integrate and fly and soar and say what I mean and mean what I say and become radically honest. And be comfortable with that. And that's the thing about the process of healing is the reason that we're not comfortable with it is because, again, we don't want to feel the shame, the fear. That's what the, the guarded false self came in to protect. He's trying to protect the deepest exile, the deepest inner child who learned to shut his mouth, who learned to not express. Because of his fear of what other adults would do to him. But as we become adults ourselves, we can realize that you can become your own parent and no one's going to hurt you just from words, right? No one can hurt you just from words. So you can be your own parent, your own best friend and comfort that inner child in that moment of self-assertiveness and say, you know what? Whatever the other person's reaction is, that their reaction is their responsibility and i'm here grounded i'm connected to that inner child and it's okay it's okay that is self-actualization so just a couple more points on this blog post i want to illuminate the true self is open and compassionate the false self is closed and stern. So open and compassionate entails, again, merger with the inner child and being there as the best friend. But also, let's say that other person in that moment of self-assertiveness does react with disdain or frustration or irritation, aggravation. Well, openness and compassion become is the true self. Sense of unconditional love for all other humans. That doesn't mean that you necessarily want to tolerate that situation. You can always leave. 
can always set a boundary there. But getting curious about, huh, this person is really irritated right now. What's going on for them? What protector parts are coming up for them? Maybe that anger that is trying to cover up their own inner child because there's deep shame that has been boxed up because that inner child learned very early on to not express himself. So the irritation that is getting triggered in that moment is from that other person is a manifestation of their own lack of integration. And when we become curious about that, we see, oh, wow, this person was once a four-year-old child, but sadly and tragically didn't get his needs met for openness and acceptance and unconditional love from his caregivers because those caregivers had not actualized their true selves and they had their own protector parts and guards. And this is the cycle of intergenerational transfer of trauma. So the true self is compassionate towards all of this and understanding and doesn't take things personally. So the true self is expressing honestly and if someone reacts to that in not a reciprocal way, in a not a compassionate way, the true self doesn't take that personally. So wrapping up here, hope this has been illuminating for you and gets the gears churning on the difference between true self and false self. And again, what? You can allow yourself to think about as a spectrum. And also, as you begin to notice in your daily life, am I being true or am I being false? Am I being true or is this a protector part? Is this a guard? Is this a mask? Allowing yourself kindness in the process. Understanding that at first, again, those false, false selves, those protector parts, we're trying to help you when you were a child. And it's a lot of a lot of years of habit formation, basically. So you you're not gonna get it right away, just like I haven't gotten it right away. I've been on this journey for about ten years. The first time I heard about this concept was about ten years ago, and it was totally new to me. I've been on this journey since. And I've made some good strides, but 20, you know, I'm 32 almost and 20 years basically of conditioning, cultural conditioning and 10 years trying to untangle it, you know, it's not going to happen right away. But again, exponentially empowered. What if you started right today? Just 1%, a little bit of a dent in that onion, you know, all these layers of the onion that are wrapped around the true self, which is the core of the onion, right? Just got to peel a little bit at a time. So again, here's this last point is the true self sees the false self, accepts her compassionately, and thanks her for protecting her during fearful times of the past.
So rather than this adversarial relationship of the false self is bad, just seeing that false self, seeing those protector parts, and seeing that all these parts are trying to get your needs met. In particular, when you were a child, those fear mechanisms, mechanisms were formed. Those protections were formed. Again, the protections from shame. And what, a, what a feeling that we don't want to feel. No one likes to feel shame. I and mean, it's very much baked in to the culture, right? If you don't do your homework, shame on you. You're a bad person. That's the implicit message. So these protector parts are formed and you become to become the, the good boy or the good girl to, to get the homework done even if you don't really want to do it. But obeying that doctrine is to avoid feeling the shame. And getting through that situation when you were powerless as a child, most the most devalued population in our culture is the child are the children so we can thank these parts of us that came in to protect us from the shame and the fear and form this false self in our past compassionately thank them accept those parts and say, it's okay now. I'm here, the true self. And moving forward in integration to become the butterfly.